Hi, this is Alonzo Bowden. Welcome to the latest episode of Who's Paying Attention. This is episode 39, if you're counting. And uh, took me a minute to get to this because I didn't know if anything was going on. But as always, things are going on. I was just trying to ignore them. <laughs> All right, let's start with the sequester because it's come. We've been sequestered. None of us know what that means. We're not sure how it affects us or what we've lost, unless you're a government employee, then you know what it means. But I don't know, let's let's get into it a little. I mean, it's not, it's not as bad as the Mayans. The Mayans said we wouldn't even be here, so they were dead wrong. But it, it's, this is what, I guess, what would we call it, a slow burn? I have a friend who works for the government and uh, oddly or ironically, <laughs> she works in a government budget office and she said they've received notice that they're going to get cut back from five days a week to four days a week. And um, so they'll lose a day's pay every week. They're, they're being sequestered. Now, here's something I ran across. How to sequester might ruin your summer. I know it almost sounds like I'm prepping to do a Letterman top 10 list. But uh, here's some of the things that are going on. Well, first of all, flying. We've all heard about it and it's actually going to happen. The FAA budgets losing 627 million. They're going to furlough some air traffic controllers. Um, obviously, there's a hiring freeze. If there's fewer air traffic controllers, there are going to be fewer flights. If there are fewer flights, guess what? The airlines are going to charge more for each seat. So we can expect the price to go up to fly. We can expect slower. And it, it's truly hard to believe, but we may even get worse service from airlines, which, which truly Maybe they should get some kind of award because if they can be any worse, I'd be impressed. Also, of course, uh, there'll be longer lines at security because there are fewer people checking, but that might be balanced by the TSA checking for fewer things. Don't know if you've heard, but they're allowing small knives up to a two inch blade on the plane. You can bring a golf club, small baseball bats. Here's what I got to say about that. A set of golf clubs are for golf. One golf club, someone's getting hit. I'm just saying. But anyway, liquids are still Ill illegal. Leave the mouthwash, bring the golf club. Maybe the TSA line will move. I think if everyone in the TSA line <laughs> had a small baseball bat, that line would move pretty quick. What else is going on? Ooh, you're going to use your tax refund to pay for your summer vacation? Yeah, buy that more expensive plane ticket? Uh, don't think so. Um, they're, they're laying off over at the IRS. So... That's going to be a little slower. Uh, National Park Service, you were going camping this summer. Again, might affect you because the parks are going to stay closed longer. For example, Yellowstone's going to stay closed two weeks longer, you know, for the winter season. And there'll be fewer gates open, less cleaning of the restrooms. And so I use a tree, use a tree, get back to nature. Riskier food, the Food and Drug Administration is looking at 2,100 fewer food inspectors. That wouldn't worry me so much other than the big horse meat scare that's going on. You know, maybe when companies are tempted to cut corners and use horse meat, Ikea, um, maybe we need those food inspectors, but there'll be fewer of them. So that's going on. Uh, Coast Guard, 
is cutting back on patrols. Remember, the Coast Guard is no longer a military service. It's part of Homeland Security. So they're going to be cutting back on patrols. I, maybe this will bring back cocaine. Are you old enough to remember the 80s? Remember cocaine? They used to just bring it in and they, they show these big busts that the Coast Guard made, you know, a few tons of cocaine floating off the coast of Miami. So who knows? Cut back on the Coast Guard. Maybe there's a cocaine comeback. Miami's economy improves. Just throwing it out there, looking for the positive. That's me. Uh, FEMA could lose hundreds of millions of dollars in funding. Mm, you know, maybe we'll bring back the horse guy. If we bring back the, the horse guy, you know, that, and I don't even remember his name, thank God. You remember Bush had a, a guy who came from the horse world to run FEMA. And um, if we bring him back, FEMA has to save money because then they wouldn't be doing anything. FEMA's weird because I don't know how much it's budgeted and how much they just get emergency funds when something happens. So hopefully we don't get hit with any hurricanes this year and we don't need more FEMA. And, and finally, they're saying this could be a drag on the economy. I mean, let's face it, the federal government drives the economy. It, I know the right-wing argument, big government, blah, blah, blah. Forget all that nonsense. The government drives the economy in a lot of ways. And when the government cuts back, there's fewer money, fewer jobs, government jobs, etc. Less money being spent could slow down the economy. We've, we've been moving forward slowly. This could put an end to it. I don't know. I think we're going to have to wait and see by this summer. We're going to see what's going to happen. But we've all been sequestered. Have you felt it? I felt it. I felt a minor tug. I was like, the hell is that? Somebody pulling on me? They said you've been sequestered. So who knows? Uh... Now, this is, this is what I love. This, this is where the government, I, I, I don't know. What, what are they thinking? Here it is. Middle East peace. We have been trying to broker peace in the Middle East, let's face it, since Israel was formed around World War II. Um, I don't know if it's ever going to happen. I don't know how it's going to happen. But, you know, we've, we've got a new Secretary of State, right? We've got a new Secretary of Defense. Chuck Hagel, very controversial. Republicans hated him because he's against war. You can't have a Secretary of Defense against war. But anyway, we're going to try to broker peace. And part of that deal is talking to Israel about fewer settlements in, um, I'm not even going to call it Palestinian land. I'm going to call it controversial lands. But here's the problem with us brokering peace. Let's be honest. We can't broker peace between Congress and and the White House. What, what, you know, we're, we're such, I don't know if, if hypocrite is the right word or egomaniacs. When I say we, I mean the United States government. Like, send the Secretary of State to talk between the White House and, and the Congress so they can sit down without calling each other names before we try to end a battle between Muslims and Jews that's been going on for since the dawn of religion thousands of years ago. Maybe we're aiming too high. Maybe just a budget. Maybe we just get a U.S. budget going before we tell Israel and the Palestinians what they're supposed to do. Just saying. I don't know. Aim high. <laughs> well, speaking of getting along, let's talk about something we are good at here in the United States. Hate. Let's be honest. We're good at hating. We're good at shooting, we're good at killing, and we're good at hating. 
Now, according to the Southern Poverty Law Center, which is a civil rights organization, you know, they watch what's going on in civil rights. They've, they've been around since civil rights movements in the 60s, et cetera, et cetera. They study hate groups and they try to, to look at the number of hate groups, uh, militias, and, and so on. <laughs> now, this is what they've said, okay? And, and I'm quoting them. There were 149 of these groups in 2008 by our count. The number in, as of 2012, 1,360. That's 813% growth in four years. Let me think. What happened in the four years between 2008-2012? Oh, yeah. That Barack Obama, that, that Hawaiian Muslim socialist fella took over. He black. Okay, listen. Even if we say... That, and again, this is a group, okay, you'll say, some people say left-wing radical group hates the right-wing, hates white people, hate this, that. Maybe they think it's a hate. But even if we cut their number in half, that would be 400% growth. Who says Barack Obama can't grow anything in America? 400% growth in hate groups? That's a membership drive. There's some groups that, that can't stand this group, okay? A big one being the... Um, the, the FRC. What is the FRC? The Family Research Council. And it's a Christian right organization. And, it, and it, the reason they go on the list as a hate group is they're anti-gay. And, and they're not just anti-gay. They're, they're super anti-gay, if that's possible. They're against same-sex marriage. Um, gays are immoral, blah, blah, blah. And the reason the Southern... Poverty Law Center puts them on the list is because they spread things that aren't true. And their big one, that gays somehow molest children more than straight people. Um, that's just not true. But it, it's part of the fear thing to, you know, in case a gay couple moves in to your neighborhood, watch out for the children because it's always the children, isn't it? So that's how they make the, the, the list. And this Southern Poverty Law Center... They did say that, you know, not every group, not every um, patriot. I, I don't know how they hijacked that word patriot. I hate that these, how hilarious is that? I hate that the hate groups, sorry about that. I think it's ridiculous that these hate groups and militias have hijacked the name patriot. But anyway, they say that the vast majority of people in this radical right, and yes, it is the radical right. I know they talk about the radical left. The radical left is minuscule. The radical left was like throwing paint bombs at Hummers a few years ago. Remember that? I had a Hummer at that time. I didn't get bombed. I sold it. Don't yell at me. Uh, didn't buy a Prius. I haven't gone that far. But anyway, enough about me. They say that, you know, it's not that these groups, the vast majority of them are not going to blow up a federal building. They won't shoot anybody or commit major crimes. But we, we tend to kind of brush off the fact that domestic terrorism, you know, between the Oklahoma City bombing and the, the Texas airplane flying into a tax building. I mean, domestic terrorism is done by these groups. OK, and as far as plots to kill Barack Obama, um, before he was president, when he was nominated in 2007, they arrested some skinheads in Denver who had a plot to kill Barack Obama. They've been trying. They've been wanting him. So 
What's the point? The point is that hate is booming and it's ridiculous. And the only time in the past 20 years that these hate groups have calmed down was while George Bush was president. So that's why I say it's a right wing thing. Eh, they, most of them are harmless, but the, the, the fear is the ones that aren't harmless are heavily armed. Now, why do they hate Barack Obama? Well, I don't know. Maybe it's because of Agenda 21. Have you heard? Have you heard anything about Agenda 21? Uh, according to... <laughs> he, he's back! According to Glenn Beck, okay, and uh, Stanley Kurtz. And Stanley Kurtz has lectured at Harvard and the University of Chicago. And um, he wrote something for the National Review. And, and Glenn Beck put it in his magazine, Blaze. It's Agenda 21. Agenda 21 is a suggestion. Now, this this is the truth part, and then I'll go into that part. What Agenda 21 really is, is, is part of a United Nations action plan. And basically what they said, that, you know, the United Nations gets together and talks about world problems. Doesn't have any binding power, can't make things happen. But they talk about this. And what they're saying is that because of the way population growth is on the planet, we need to look at increasing population density. In other words, make cities work better, okay? Now, what does the National Review call that? The headline, burn down the suburbs, and it opened with a zinger. President Obama is not a fan of the suburbs. That's right. For the first time in memory, I'm just quoting from this article, for the first time in memory, the suburbs are under a conscious and sustained attack from Washington. Okay, now, again, in the report, it talks about things like sustainability and smart growth. Uh, we need to reduce sprawl by encouraging greater density. Now, here's what they, <laughs> here's what, what goes into the National Review and blaze in, in uh, <laughs> I have to laugh because this, it's insanity. And it's not insanity because millions of people believe this, but this is what they're saying. Uh, we're tearing down the houses on your cul-de-sac and replacing them with a 20-story brutalist apartment building complete with its own wastewater treatment plant. <laughs> so that's it. If you're in the suburbs, um, the plot is out. It's Agenda 21. Um, suburban and rural homeowners will be stripped of their property, carted off to overcrowded cities and forced to live in bunker-like apartments where government-issued uniforms and generate power for the grid by walking on piezoelectric energy boards. They found it out. If that's Agenda 21, I just wonder what Agendas 1 through 20 are. If you live in the Burbs, relax. I lived in the Burbs for a little while. Didn't really like it. Some say I still live in the Burbs, but I'm in Studio City. It has a name. It's called a city. But I didn't really like it, but I don't think they're coming out and, you know, Tearing your house out of the cul-de-sac and building some some projects. Eh, I think you'll be all right. Agenda 21. And you know something? In case they do come to get you, get your gun. That's right. It's America. Get your gun. Your kids going to school? Don't worry. The teacher may have a gun. South Dakota Governor Dennis Dalgard signed into law a controversial bill that will allow his state schools to arm teachers and other staff with guns. Uh, that's right. They are the first one, first state to pass a law that specifically allows teachers to carry firearms. 
Um, they even have a name for them. They are, ooh, sorry, I'm looking at the article. I will find it. The Sentinels. That's what they're going to call them. The Sentinels. Wasn't this, weren't the Sentinels the evil robots in the Matrix? I think so. Well, they're saying that some of these schools, I mean, South Dakota, let's face it, it's, cities and towns are few and far between. Some of them are too rural to have law enforcement on campus, so they just figure it'll be a good idea to give the guns to the teachers. You know what? You know what's really funny to me about this? Years ago, 10 years ago, I did a bit about that and said, you know, these school shootings, how long before a teacher pulls out a gun and blows Jimmy's head off and them other kids will pay attention? It, I was joking. I was kidding. I didn't know I was writing South Dakota legal policy. Bad idea. Teachers with guns, bad idea. All teachers say, they always talk about, they have other things to worry about. The biggest pain in the ass they have is discipline. Now they're supposed to carry guns and be ready for an intruder. How long before they shoot the wrong person? Accidentally, out of fear, maybe jumpy, whatever. It, it, or the teacher drops the gun. I Listen, I got a friend who's a principal at a high school. He has a problem with teachers losing their keys. He has one teacher who he says loses the keys and then the kids can get into the gym or the cafeteria or something like that. Well, imagine when the teacher leaves the gun in the desk and steps out of the room. Oh, it's a bad idea on so many levels. Uh, what, is, what is the solution for shooting in schools? I'm not sure. Arming the teachers, not the solution. Have you seen elementary school teachers? They're, they're like, most of them, honestly, they're young women. I think they're still afraid of spiders. I, I don't think we should just toss them a nine millimeter, say, hey, that spider gets out of line. You blow its brains out. So, welcome to South Dakota. Watch out for the shooting. What else is going on? What else are we afraid of? Because we, we run on fear. Make no mistake, we're, we're afraid of everything. What about the drones? The drones are coming to get you. You heard about Rand Paul spending 12 hours on the Senate floor ranting about drones shooting Americans, which was answered with one line. Um, they won't because it's illegal, but states are worried about drones. And here, here's the deal as I'm reading it. Drones, if you don't know by now, are remote control flying vehicles. Okay, uh, flying yeah, vehicles, machines. Um, we use them in war. There are some armed ones. We know they've been used to kill terrorists and suspected terrorists and so on. And a lot of law enforcement in the United States wants to use drones. And they want to use them to watch people. And they don't want to use them to shoot people. That's the fear side that they're going to have drones flying into your backyard and shooting you through the window. But law enforcement wants to use them to watch people maybe watch crowds, um, film things, and this and that. And, of course, some states are raising hell. Oh, my God. Listen, I don't buy it. And here's why. Because none of them complained about the Patriot Act. You're worried about a drone watching you? Let me tell you something. If the government wants to watch you, there are satellites that they can watch you with. Chicago has over 2,000 closed-circuit cameras spread throughout the city. The Patriot Act allows them to check your email, listen to your cell phone calls. If you still use a landline, you listen to your phone without warrants, no warrants required. It's the Patriot Act. They just say you're a suspected terrorist and you have no 
rights. So, so this drone thing to me is bullshit because had it come along, oh, I don't know, say six years ago, and and Bush and Cheney and Karl Rove said the terrorists are next door. We need to watch them with drones. Everybody would have, yeah, I want drones. I want a drone flying over my house. Yeah, and now it's it's a horrible infringement upon your civil rights. No, it isn't. It's technology. Do I agree with it? No, I'd prefer we don't do it. But but let's be consistent. If the government's watching you, it doesn't really matter whether they're watching you electronically or watching you with a drone that's flying by. Now, they've already said that they can't do general sweeps. In other words, the drone can't fly up and down the block and look into every window. And if you're smoking weed in a state where weed's still illegal, or if you're having sex in a state where that's still illegal, you gay people, you evil, immoral gay people, it ought to be a law. Listen, they're not gonna do that. And if they do, It'll get thrown out. They have to have warrants to watch you with a drone the same way they have to have a warrant to search your house. That's the way the laws are written. I'm against it, but it's technology and they're going to use it. So, uh, th but this false outrage just bothers me. All right. Th yeah. The government's going to use drones to watch people because whenever there's a new technology and, and I found this out from people who work with this kind of stuff. When they develop a new technology, they go to the government first. When they develop cell phones, they, the government's like, all right, how do we listen in? And they show them how, okay, this is, you know, there's little secret backdoor stuff. I'm not some crazy conspiracy theorist. I'm just telling you, this is part of the technology. But here's the thing, and this is what you have to remember. You're not that important. You know why the government's not watching me? Because they don't care. I'm a comic who talks a lot of shit and has a podcast with my ridiculous opinions and hopefully a few laughs they ain't watching me if they are watching me i wish they'd tell somebody tell somebody put me on a list somewhere then i'd have more listeners i'd love that so anyway that's what's going on there yes the government's using drones no they're not out to get you um really quick because they just don't let's list this under you just don't get it Paul Ryan, you remember Paul Ryan, vice presidential candidate, spanked on national TV by Joe Biden? Yeah, Paul Ryan has come out with his budget, and guess what? He wants to cut out entitlements. When are they going to get it that Social Security is not an entitlement? That people who collect Social Security paid into Social Security, and they want to cut back Medicare, and they want to cut back on anything else that might help somebody who's not rich. Listen. I agree that we need to do some cutting, we need to save some money, but how about we do it in a common sense manner? Like Social Security, we need to come out with a way over, I'd say, the next 10 years to increase the collecting age to 70. You should be 70. Why? Because people live a lot longer. Social Security was, was originally started at a time where people died in their early 70s. Now people are living to 80, let them start collecting at 70 rather than 65. Medicare. Listen, I've been dealing with a lot of medical stuff lately. Uh, I'm fine. Just, you know, some tests and this. But if we did away with the seven letters, I mean, seven letters, seven layers of administration for any medical procedure, do you know how much money would be saved? Do you know how many clerical people you talk to before you see the doctor? There, there's the, the, the appointment maker. There's the billing person, the insurance person, the person who makes a copy of your insurance card, the blah, 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 blah. And doctors aren't crazy about this either. They're like, well, we'd love to do some doctoring, but 
I'm an office administrator. So maybe we cut back on that and save some money. But Paul Ryan just doesn't get it. And um, it, I'm not even going to waste any more time on him. He doesn't get it. There's a reason that that him and Romney didn't win. And it's because Americans read and Americans like their entitlements. Isn't that right, Mitt? Did you hear when Mitt Romney said that? Barack Obama won because America likes freebies. Okay, now we're going to go to a totally different tack. Uh, if you're listening, yes, this is Alonzo Bowden. It is still me. And I'm about to tell you something I never thought I'd say. Good news from Mississippi. <laughs> That's right. They've cured AIDS in a child. Um, unbelievable, phenomenal news. Doctors are reporting there was a child born with HIV. Okay, the child had HIV from the mother. And they used an unusually aggressive treatment. And the child has been cured. Um, the child's two years old now. There's trace, trace amounts, a little bit of HIV indication she had it in her bloodstream, but she's been able to keep the virus in check without any medication. In other words, her body can fight off what little trace of HIV is there because of aggressive treatment when she was first born. That is phenomenal news. Um, wow. So, so that's great. Uh, in the United States, more than 98% of babies born to mothers with HIV do not get HIV thanks to preventive treatment that begins before birth. But this was done after birth. The, the mom didn't know she had HIV. She found out as part of her testing um, in pregnancy and, and they, they stopped it, essentially cured it. And, and that's such great news. And in Mississippi. So maybe I'm wrong about Mississippi. I'm not completely wrong about Mississippi. Still a lot of backwards, still a lot of racism, still a lot of that sad HIV is for the gays type of thinking. But wow, kudos to science and scientists. Did you hear that right wing? Science and scientists. They do actually exist and they do good. They cured AIDS in a baby. That is, that is phenomenal news. Okay, enough of this good news. Let's get back to some real stuff. Do you hate Anne Hathaway? Or are you like me and didn't know you were supposed to hate Anne Hathaway? That's right. There's Anne Hathaway hatred going on. They, there's a cult of Hathaters. Yeah, I, I had no idea. Look, she ruined the Batman movie because she was just horrible, too smiley and fresh-faced to be in that movie. But I didn't know I was supposed to hate her. But apparently, yeah. Yeah, there, there's a rage-fueled movement against the actress. They they just hate her. They've been writing it up. They've been writing articles about it. Um, now, has she done anything terrible? Has she gone on any anti-Semitic rant like Mel Gibson? Or is she, she, she beating men like Chris Brown beats women? No. She, dog fighting? Nothing. Just don't like her. Why? Because she's fake. Uh, the Atlantic Wire's. Richard Lawson says she she adopts the mood of every situation she's in and overcompensates every time. And uh, some somebody said that the actress appears too happy. Uh, <laughs> Salon magazine <laughs> brings in scientists. They'd say we hate her because of her face. I hate your face. They say when times are good, we prefer actresses with rounder faces. Times are good right now. 
Anne Hathaway has a bony and slender face and we ain't having it. Why don't she have one of them round, soft, smiling faces like Jennifer Lawrence? And here's the thing, and this is why they're saying people hate her, because she does everything perfectly, because she's all she's always on. So when Jennifer Lawrence trips over her dress at the Oscars, it makes her human, and she's liked more. And um, Honey Boo Boo and Teen Mom, I mean, they say that we want to see celebrities, warts and all. We, we don't want to see Honey Boo Boo or Teen Moms. We don't want to go that far. But apparently... Anne Hathaway is just too damn good, so we hate her. I had no idea. I, I'm going to get on it, though. I'm going to start doing some half a hating. I got to do some half a hating. You know why? Because I want to tweet. And according to the Pew Research Center, you've heard of Pew Research. They check into everything. This guy's got a lot of free time. Twitter is full of haters. That's right. Twitter users skew young and left. In other words, left-wing politics. So they like Barack Obama, but they had more fun hating Mitt Romney. Generally, the Twitterati just like hating people. Doesn't really matter who you are or what you are. It's the haters prefer. Well, I'm going to get on that half a hating tweet, I guess, now that I've learned. Um, listen, you got 140 characters to throw out an opinion. Somehow, <laughs> I guess it's just easier to go negative. So so that's where Twitter goes. I, I think it's funny. But then, uh, yeah, I have received hateful tweets. And I've, I've received direct hate tweets. But it's funny that when you get those direct hate tweets, there's always a lot of misspelling. Not abbreviations, just misspelling, as in uneducated. I can handle uneducated haters. Um, the Twitterati were against John Kerry for Secretary of State. They didn't like the State of the Union speech, even though the public as a whole liked the State of the Union speech and was okay with John Kerry. And, uh... Speaking of, of Romney versus Obama, again, this is according to Pew Research, negative comments toward both exceeded positive comments by a wide margin. So, so you know, there's a lot of haters on Twitter. I, I, I didn't know. But then I mostly tweet about motorcycles and the Clippers, and I like both of those. So, hey, if you hate my podcast, thanks for listening to the entire thing. Now go on Twitter and show me some hate, I guess. Maybe I'll... Hey, I don't know. Alonza haters? Could be. Wonder how many followers that would get. I know a few. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, this has been Who's Paying Attention, episode 39. I'm Alonzo Bowden. I'm not going to be, well, I'm going to be at the Laugh Factory in Hollywood this weekend, which would be March 15th and 16th. Uh, April 4th, I'm going to be at the Ravel Resort in Atlantic City. April 5th and 6th. I'm going to be at Bananas in Hasbrook Heights. Got some personal stuff going on. We'll talk about that soon. I, pro I don't keep any secrets. I'll be talking to you guys next week. This is Alonzo saying who's paying attention and reminding you, buy that plane ticket before you get sequestered. <laughs>